You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday, happy game day. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network as we bring you the latest, greatest Kings news basically every day in your favorite podcast feed of choice. My name is Sarah Avampato. I am your host. And today we have a special guest joining us, uh, which is going to be the subject of today's show. Real quick, though, of course, the Kings are in action tonight. They take on the Anaheim Ducks again because them's the rules and we can't get out of it. Tonight's game kicks off at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. And this game is on NBCSN also Fox Sports West. Uh, so it's a it's a nationally televised game. And so all we can do is hope that the Kings don't embarrass themselves by doing something like, oh, I don't know, losing six to five in overtime like they did on Monday. So Kings are looking for revenge. Ducks are looking to prove that they're not terrible. I'm not really sure what they're trying to prove other than just frustrating me. But we're going to see all that tonight. We're going to find out what happens. And then tomorrow's show, we will look back at the game Maybe something wacky will have happened. Who knows? Maybe Adrian Kempe will get another hat trick. But we will find all of that out tonight. As always, I will be uh, hopping around on Twitter during the games at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, so if you are watching the game and want to, you know, share some thoughts with me, I would love to hear from you as we're watching the Kings do whatever it is that they are going to try to do tonight against the Ducks. So that is tonight. Right now, though, uh, I have a special guest with me here on the show as we are getting ready for the Ontario Rain to welcome some new voices to the broadcast booth this week. We are looking at the new broadcast voices of the Ontario Rain who are swinging into the rest of their season with uh, some f- familiar voices in Nick Nixon and then a voice that is new to all of us. And that is Josh Schaefer, who is a Southern California native who is making his debut in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. Uh, so instead of me giving your bio, Josh, I will kind of let you uh, introduce yourself, let us know where you came from, how you how you wound up here and what you have been doing uh until now until you make your debut here with the rain all right well sarah thanks so much for having me um i'm i'm excited to talk with you a little bit um i'm from la i'm from the san fernando valley i went to high school out here at el camino i called a bunch of baseball softball basketball football games in high school i grew up a huge kings fan listening to to guys like bob miller and nick nixon and over the last couple years got to know alex faust a little bit and I went off to Arizona State because uh, when I was in high school, they they announced that they were going to have an NCAA Division One hockey team. And hockey at Arizona State is almost kind of like an urban legend. And, you know, I grew up watching USC all the time. And I see that Arizona State, which was a school that I was interested in, a school that um, its athletic programs I, I grew up watching. And, and now they had a Division One hockey team playing out in Tempe. And I was excited for the possibility of, of getting a start in hockey. So I went out to Arizona State in 2016 after I graduated high school and called a bunch of different games for the student radio station, did whatever I could to get involved. And uh, the past few years, I've been doing ASU baseball, softball, but especially uh, Arizona State hockey on the Pac-12 network stream. 
And that's kind of how I got my start doing uh, doing ice hockey. Now, I feel like Arizona is an, in- is, is an interesting one. And I will actually like jump ahead to one of my listener questions, which is, you know, how how do you kind of balance the, the need of play by play and, you know, conveying what's going on in a hockey game, but also, you know, taking into account that maybe some of your listeners, this might be the first time they've listened to a hockey game or they're not as familiar with the sport. And I feel like Arizona is becoming more and more, much like Southern California, more of a, a hockey place. Uh, you know, Austin Matthews is, is example A, but, uh, you know, I think yeah. it's still an area of the country that a lot of people may not think know hockey as well as some other places. So how do you sort of split that difference when you're uh, doing a broadcast for some something like that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting question because part of that is spot on and part of it's a common misconception. So there are a lot of people that might be interested in hockey but might not know the game, but those fan bases in Vegas, in Arizona, uh, when teams came out in, in the Carolinas and in Florida, and then of course in Southern California uh, with, with the Ducks and the Kings, w- these fan bases have some of the most rabid fans um, and I mean, Arizona State, for example, playing in this little 800 seat building, it's packed, it's loud, it's rambunctious. And where we would broadcast the games from, I mean, you're essentially interacting with the fans every game more than maybe the players and the coaches. So these fan bases are very, very into their into their teams. But on the other side of things, um, not just from a, a fan base perspective and, and who might be listening, but. Um, something I, I, I've picked up the last couple of years and how I enter every broadcast is thinking um, it's all it's all about considering the listener and, and what they want to know and what they need to know when you're on the air. Um, so I think about that when I'm calling a game, when I'm preparing for the game, when I'm conducting interviews. Uh, so it's all about what they want and what they need to know. Uh, and I've talked with a couple of, of mentors uh, in the past couple of years um, some that have, have covered the Golden Knights, and I've asked a very similar question. You're going to deal with a fan base that's going to be very rabid from the get-go, but do you go in thinking maybe they don't know a lot about the game? How, how, do, I, how do I teach them the game? So it's a little bit more of kind of talking about the game from maybe a generic standpoint and talking about the players than really teaching somebody about the game. So I think that's something that I always have to consider. So going in and you're going to have these rabid fans that know everything, and then you're going to have some people that don't. So it's kind of finding an in-between of maybe going over things, and the NHL and pro hockey and what you're seeing every night on television is very different from college hockey, for example. So that was one of those things that you have to brush up on and be very familiar with, because when you go to overtime, the overtime you're going to see at an Arizona State hockey game is very different from what you'll see at an Arizona Coyotes hockey game, for example. So it's kind of meeting in-between and maybe reintroducing people to a different level of the sport than maybe necessarily the sport in general. I've got more with Josh Schaefer coming up next on the show, but first let's talk about Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is, of course, the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now, we all love a little friendly competition. It is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. We've got two great matchups for you today in Built Bar Madness. First up, we've got German Chocolate versus Salted Caramel. And then in our second matchup, Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. Now, in the first uh, the first bracket there, German Chocolate versus Salted Caramel, for me, Salted Caramel clear winner. It really does. I, I've tried both of these uh, and 
they're both very delicious, but the salted caramel really tastes like you're actually eating a nice chocolate covered salted caramel candy that you bought at a candy place. And instead, this one is actually good for you and not full of, you know, sugars or things that aren't natural for you. The second matchup, Mocha Love versus Birthday Cake. Unfortunately, I have to knock Mocha Love out of the running. I'm not a big coffee flavored fan, but I feel a little weird doing it because I've never had the birthday cake variety. And again, much like the other day when we had the uh, churro puff, that I had never had, but thought sounded absolutely delicious. The fact that there is a birthday cake flavored built Bar out there that I have not tried is quite honestly a crime. And I would like to rectify the situation. So I can't legitimately pick a winner for that bracket, but I'm gonna go with birthday cake just because it sounds really delicious. You of course can form your own opinions. You don't need me for that. You can go to builtbar.com, check out all the flavors they've got. Maybe, you know, order some salted caramel and some German chocolate and do your own taste test at home. Builtbar.com is where you find all the information. You can also find them on Twitter. Go search for Built Bar on the Little Bird app and find their account there where they share all sorts of great information about upcoming events like Built Bar Madness. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who's going to become the best tasting protein bar ever. We're covering everything you need to know about hockey here, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Today podcast has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So this opportunity with the rain, uh, I think, is is really cool, just especially to see someone like you make the jump from college hockey, essentially right to the pros. How did this opportunity come about for you uh, to be able to step behind the microphone for the rain? Yeah, to be quite honest with you, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I I was applying for opportunities and looking for opportunities um, back in the spring when I was when I was still at Arizona State. And and then obviously uh, the pandemic hit and kind of everything shut down and applying for opportunities or reaching out, inquiring about opportunities. And for the most part, people just didn't know. And there'd be instances where a team would have an opening. I'd apply for it. Maybe I'd interview for it. And then kind of nothing would happen because they couldn't do anything. You know, nobody really knew what was going on. And so, so I moved back home and I've been living in L.A. the past couple months. And I very randomly saw something on Twitter that suggested that Cam Close was going to be moving on from the rain and, and he had um, accepted a new position elsewhere. So I, I kind of thought, man, that'd be, that'd be an awesome opportunity. I mean, it's right here. It's close enough to home. Right. Uh, so I figured man, this would be interesting. Maybe I could just reach out and I'm fortunate to have gotten to know Alex Faust. The, the past few years, like I said, we'd meet up in Arizona, maybe get lunch or something. He's critiqued my tapes in the past. So I, I kind of sent a, a blind text message to, to Alex and said, hey, do you know anything about this rain opportunity? And he basically said, I know as much as you know. Uh, and I would say within 24 hours, uh, I had an email in my inbox from the rain that asked if I was at all interested in the position. They didn't really know um, what it was going to look like, 
but that they were potentially looking for some people to come in and, and, and fill in for Cam Close when he accepted his new position. So I, I kept in touch with them. They kept in touch with me. I, I sent off some materials, and then they asked me to come out and do a few games for them. And after that, I've I've been fortunate to to talk with Cam and uh, quite a bit, and get to talk with Zach Dooley, who's now working as the the Kings insider too. Um, and the the rain just as a whole for somebody who's not you know really a part of the organization, everyone's just been so welcoming, and that's kind of how it all came to be, and just because I'd gotten to know Alex a little bit and sent a text message. And I don't know what the communication was like with the Kings and the rain or anything like that, but uh, the rain sent, sent me a message and said they might be looking for a few people to fill in. And that's kind of all of the information I had at the time. So I've been out to a few games now. I obviously haven't started working yet. I'll start on the 12th. And, but yeah, I've, I've gotten to know some people in the organization and gotten to shadow Cam uh, a couple of times. And, and he's been very welcoming and, and helpful um, and that's kind of just how it came to be. I feel like that's like example A in shoot your shot. Just send off that yeah. text message and see what happens. Yeah, I, you never know. There's And that kind of thing happens all the time. I mean, I, I interned two years in the Cape Cod Baseball League as one of the broadcasters for the Chatham Anglers. And that was an opportunity that I learned of because my first week at Arizona State freshman year, I wanted to know who the upperclassmen were who did a lot of play-by-play. And if I could get to know them, maybe people could, li- could listen to my stuff. And people told me that there was somebody who was coming back from a, from a summer internship who hadn't come back yet, but they gave me his number. I sent a blind text message. And two years prior to that, he had been the voice of the Chatham Anglers and told me who I needed to talk to. And w- with his connection... I reached out and kind of got an opportunity in the Cape Cod Baseball League too. So I mean, you never know. I mean, shoot your shot. Why not? Right? The worst, the worst somebody can tell you is no. Yeah, that's, we, that's the way that I look at yeah. it. And we we hear in the podcast world uh, that that's the same thing that that we hear in in our in our universe. And the same way I connected with yeah. you was I sent you a random message on Twitter, and uh, you were kind enough to say yes. So it is uh, very yeah. much a world of just reach out, and who knows where where you're going to wind up. And uh, for you, it means you're going to be winding up on a uh, on the Ontario Rain broadcast. So being a Southern California guy stepping into a the Kings franchise essentially to cover some games, what are you most excited about in uh, getting to step? behind behind the microphone and cover some of these prospects for the Kings. Oh, that's how much time do you have? That's <laughs> as much I, as I, you've that's got a tough question to answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been watching the Kings since I was young, listening to Bob and Jim and Nick and Daryl and, and now Alex and Jim the last couple of years too. And uh, so, so I kind of grew up watching uh, the Kings and, you know, my dad became a Kings fan after the Gretzky trade, like a lot of people did. So I, I'm just excited for the opportunity to, to get to know some of these people and work with them. And I was very fortunate to to make some broadcasting connections back when I was in high school. I, I've gotten to know uh, Pete Arbogast, the USC broadcaster. Um, he, he does uh, Trojans football and he has for a long time. And he invited me to come with him to some to some luncheon. And I got to walk around and I got to meet people like, Nick Nixon and Jim Fox and, and Bob Miller. So I, I've, I've kind of, I, I would at least like to hope maybe I've planted that seed to maybe think people would remember my name when opportunities came up in the future. And that's kind of what happened. And when I was at one of those luncheons, I met John Rosen. Um, and coincidentally, a week after I met John, Bob Miller had heart surgery. 
and Nick Nixon went from radio to TV to fill in for Bob before he came back. And John stepped in and started calling the games on radio. And I sent one of those blind messages out to John and he remembered me. And I got to sit with him in the booth for a period that I had tickets for. I, I had tickets for a game and he invited me to come sit with him and Daryl. Um, and I just listened to him call the first period of a Kings Flames game. And a couple of weeks later, I went to a Kings Caps game and he let me do the same thing. And now a couple of years later, I'm on, the, I'm on a schedule to call a game with Daryl Evans who sat there five years ago maybe and showed me how he prepares for games and showed me his, his note cards and his notepads and his spotting boards and all these things. And I just kind of think like, how cool is that? In a couple of weeks, I'll get to call a game with Daryl Evans. But another thing I'm really looking forward to is I'm, I'm just looking forward to making connections with, with people in the organization, but specifically the fans. That's as, as a hockey fan myself growing up, listening to guys like Bob and Nick and now Alex, these are all people who have made connections with the fan bases that they're, they're talking to on a nightly basis. And even if it's just a couple of games, um, I'm looking forward to hopefully making a connection with, with one person that's listening to, to the game. And uh, I hope that I can tell them a little bit more about the guys that are on the ice. And, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes. I, I hope I can do that. And I think this is especially uh, an interesting time to be doing play-by-play because no fans can come to these games in California. Uh, everyone is watching from a distance. And, you know, the TV camera, sometimes, you know, we miss things because the camera isn't always following the play or something happens behind the play that we miss on on the stream or whatever. Uh, do you feel kind of a, an even more, like, heightened sense of responsibility in, in covering these games, knowing that this is the only way fans are going to have to really experience these games since they can't go in person um maybe uh i i think that that responsibility is always kind of there just not not necessarily to do a good job um and i i know that maybe a lot of people that would be in my position would step in and think i just want to get a good tape out of this and you know maybe get a 10 a, a solid 10 minute stretch that i can have somebody listen to or that's a good representation of who i am as a broadcaster but seven in i just want people to enjoy the game so and, and i think that people are going to enjoy the game or they won't enjoy the game regardless of 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 me on the air but yeah i guess you're right it, it, there is kind of a, a heightened sense of responsibility i haven't really thought about it just because i think that that's kind of always there yeah that's it, it's a good question I, I i don't think so um but i think that maybe people might appreciate it more but we do have that responsibility to to tell the stories of these players and and get information out to these people who can't be there but now that people aren't there i think maybe you're right maybe it is even a little bit more important so it's certainly interesting to watch games and know that you know that this is all we get to see this is all we get to hear is uh is the person telling me what's happening and if you're doing your job well it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic or there's a thousand people in the stands or a hundred thousand you know you're communicating uh communicating the game to us there is more coming up right after this first though let's talk bet online Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, college basketball, and of course us here at the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. If you happen to be following their Twitter during the big football event, uh, they even had odds on the commercials. So they really got everything you could imagine. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could come up with. BetOnline.ag has you covered. They've got all the news, scores, and odds, and it is the best way to place your bets. And of course, it is free to sign up. 
Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKED ON when you go to betonline.ag to get that bonus. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Locked on NHL, you can take a deep dive into the Western Conference with me and Tom Gazzola from Locked on NHL, Locked on Oilers, and TSN 1260. So whether it is a look at top-end contenders like Vegas, Colorado, or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Locked on NHL has you covered on Western-ish Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that I, I, I thought was interesting in looking at, at the three of you who are going to be calling games, you, Francisco X Rivera, and Nick Nixon, is that you're all essentially in very different parts of your career. Uh, so as someone yeah. who is just sort of starting out uh, in, in the professional hockey world, obviously you have many years of college hockey under you, uh, what, what has been kind of the hardest thing to learn in, as you have made this, this progression throughout your schooling and your career? Um, and what has been sort of the most fun part of it? The college game is very different from the professional game. And I think that's one thing that, I, that I'm kind of trying to adjust to, not the way the game is played, because that's, that's obvious. I mean, that, that's one thing you're seeing with the rain right now. They're, they're struggling, but it's a team of 19 and 20-year-olds playing against teams that are a little bit older. So <laughs> the, the actual gameplay isn't quite what I mean, but the hockey world is just very different from, from college, whether it's the game, the broadcasting, the backgrounds of all these players. Um, it's just very different. And that's, that's one thing that I've been trying to adjust to. I was talking with Nick Nixon yesterday kind of about how, how it's just very different and the way that these contracts work and reading an article today about how um, the NHL and the Canadian leagues have an agreement for these 18 year old players that they're either going up with the pro team or they're or the, the major league team, or they're going back to, back to, major juniors and things like that. And that's just kind of all over the place. So it's just, it's just keeping up with things. Um, and I, I have pretty extensive experience in baseball too. And um, keeping up with the backgrounds of players and the way that players move back and forth between different levels of hockey and different levels of baseball, it's all just very different. Um, so I think that networking, um, talking to people is just very, very important, not just in broadcasting or journalism, but in, in life itself, communication is so important. And that's one thing I've definitely learned um, transitioning from high school to college and then college to trying to start an actual career in this is you're going to get these stories. You're going to get these information. You're not going to get anything from an article. You're going to get these, these stories from talking to people. Um, and I think that's the best way to retain information um, is, is to talk to people. So that's kind of one thing that I picked up because it, the levels of hockey and the baseball and the life, they're all just so different. So the best way to adjust is, is to learn about it. And the best way to learn is to talk to people. Do you have a favorite moment of, uh, I guess, the Arizona State games that you have called so far? Or just, just something that sort of sticks out in your mind of, you know, this is my favorite goal call that I've made, or just a really interesting occurrence that you had the, uh, the opportunity to, to uh, be on the broadcast for? That's another good question. For hockey, the first year that I, I did student radio the first couple of years and the, the, my first two years I, I did student radio and the first year I called a couple games and, you know, introduced myself to people, made some connections. And then my sophomore year, I called even more games um, on radio. And then going into my junior year was the first year that I was doing the games on the Pac-12 network. And 
that was the year that ASU hockey stepped into the national spotlight and took the country by storm. And suddenly ASU wasn't sneaking up on teams anymore. Uh, they were sweeping teams like Boston College and winning series against number four Denver and going on the road and beating Michigan. And, and I mean, it's just unheard of. Um, and they went to the NCAA tournament and I, I wanted to go. And I told uh, my connections within the athletic department that I wanted to do it. And I flew myself out there with a couple other students who were covering the event for uh, on a bunch of different other platforms and for other outlets. And when we went, uh, I got the opportunity to do the game for Sun Devil Athletics uh, on, on ASU Hockey's internet feeds. Um, so we, we put it out on all their social platforms, on the website and, and, and on their Facebook page. We did a Facebook Live, which we typically don't do. It was either student radio or it was the Pac-12 network streams that were on the Pac-12 website. Nothing ever came out from Sun Devil Athletics about it. So it was the first time they, they kind of did that. And it was just the, fir the first NCAA tournament game in, in ASU history. And that was just something that when I went to ASU, I did not envision happening. I wanted to call some hockey, and that's pretty much it. Never envisioned that they would go to Allentown, Pennsylvania for the Midwest Regional to possibly go against the defending and eventual back-to-back -back national champion Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. Uh, Bowling Green was there. Quinnipiac was there. Uh, and I never could have imagined that. And they ended up losing to Quinnipiac in a 2-1 game. And then my next favorite moment, other than that game, was the following October, ASU hosted Quinnipiac after losing to them in the regional, and they swept the weekend series with them. And we were doing the games again, and I was fortunate that year uh, to end up getting to work with my best friend from high school who applied for the of a broadcaster position and, and he got the gig and we called ASU getting a little bit of revenge on Quinnipiac together. And that was just a blast. The way that ASU retained almost all of their players, except for their goaltender, who's now tonight supposed to be starting for the senators. Um, and they went back and they beat Quinnipiac with essentially the same two teams going back against each other. That was just really cool. It's such an exciting time for, for hockey there. And uh, you guys have one of uh, my favorite prospects. Uh, I, I am based in Chicago, and so I saw a lot of the Chicago Steel. And uh, Arizona State uh, has uh, Johnny Walker, who was yep. always just a, a blast to watch when he played in the USHL. And uh, when he played there, he was the only kid on the team who could grow a beard. Uh, and uh, I was <laughs> pleased to see that he continues to be the same fun pesty kind of player in college uh, and can grow an even better beard uh, a handful of years later. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's funny. Um, he's, he's, he's great with the media. Uh, he's great on the ice too. And kind of, kind of like what I said earlier, I mean, our broadcast location in Tempe, it was a small building, the roof if, for people who have been watching the rain, the rain games, uh, that ceiling and the rafters seem like they're right over the ice. Well, imagine ASU's ceiling five, 10 feet lower than that. So, I mean, I could touch the ceiling from my broadcast location and our little press box essentially hung over the penalty boxes and, and the two team benches. So we could hear everything. We could see everything. <laughs> I, I, if I really wanted to, I could have showed up without any prep whatsoever. And I could have just read the players' names off their backs. That's how <laughs> close we were. Um, so we could hear everything. And Johnny's just funny. He's just really funny, and it helps that he's uh, he's got a great shot, and he's a good hockey player too. Um, and I, I think it it speaks more about hockey in Arizona. And like you mentioned earlier, Austin Matthews is one that jumps out. 
Um, but as of last weekend or the weekend before, ASU's leading scorer all time is Phoenix native Johnny Walker. And that's just awesome, not just for Johnny and his family, but, but for the program as a whole, to have a Phoenix native, somebody who grew up watching Arizona State Athletics, and then they announced a team, and Johnny kind of knew that he was going to go there. So that's, that's a, I, I think that's just so cool for, for him and his family and for ASU that you can have that. As you know, your, your team captain's Johnny Walker. He's from Arizona. He grew up in the university's backyard, and now he's the program's leading scorer. It's, it's, it's just so neat to see, and I love it, especially as someone who, you know, is covering a team from a, a market that a lot of people don't necessarily still, to this day, think of as, as a hockey market, despite, you know, Wayne Gretzky and two Stanley Cups. But uh, here we are, many yeah. years later, and uh, getting to do some exciting things with the Kings and, uh, and the Reign as they return to being fun to watch again. I'm so glad we got to chat today and got to learn a little bit more about you and your background and uh, what what brings you here to to the upcoming Ontario Rain Games. I'm going to close with one last question from a listener uh, who basically asks, "What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is you know sitting here sitting here listening to this? Maybe they're thinking about what they want to major in in college. How do they get to where you are? How do they follow in your footsteps uh, to become a play by play announcer?" Uh. Keep an open mind and get as many opportunities as you can. Uh, I had a, a friend reach out to me last night and said, I'm a sophomore in college. I'm thinking about doing sports journalism. I would like to do broadcasting. What's the best way to get involved? And it's just seek out opportunities. If, if you're in college or you think about going to college and you want to do journalism or sports broadcasting specifically, do your research. And then when you get to that college, get involved with, TV, radio, whatever it might be, you never know where, there's op- where those opportunities are going to lead to, but seek out those opportunities. Do everything you can, especially early on. Uh, I, I went in thinking that I was going to be, I, I went into Arizona State thinking I was going to be one of the few kids that had play-by-play experience from high school. And I went in and, you know, that was a, a quick humbling for me was that I was not the only one. Uh, there are people all over the place. My roommate, who's now one of my closest friends to this day, had an FM radio station at his high school. I didn't have that. And he had just as much play-by-play experience as I did. And so you go in and maybe it's a little bit humbling. And early in my freshman year, I, I got offered the position as the beat reporter for the digital side of the student radio station, which was not what I wanted to do. And somebody talked me into it. I said, yes, it was one of my favorite experiences in school, just getting to cover a team. And obviously I didn't pursue um, like print journalism or digital journalism. I don't want to be a writer. Um, But now I have, I've kind of refined those writing skills because that's really important too. So just, you never know where anything's going to lead, take advantage of those opportunities. um, And then, you know, don't be closed-minded, be open-minded. You never know where things are going to come and then be open to criticism. That's that right. When you get those opportunities and maybe you have something that you're proud of, have people listen to it, have people read it, whatever type of content you're producing, get somebody to critique it and keep an open mind because you just can't get better if you don't have opportunities and you won't get better if people don't critique your stuff. That's just, it's just plain and simple. You will not get better. So, and, and that's, that's one thing that I always tell people when they ask, and if people ask for help, it's like, here's, here's a couple things that you could do really well. Here's a couple things you do do well, and here's how you can get better. And if, and if you're not keeping an open mind, that's something that I've learned too. If I don't have an open mind, I'm never going to get better. 
Well, those are very wise words for anyone. I think in life in general, not just people who want to yep. take a play-by-play -play, uh, under their under their uh, resume. So thank you so much for all of that. Uh, I've appreciated getting to hear from you. Uh, for people who want uh, who are listening out there who want to catch up more with you online, who want to know more about where they can hear you and when they can hear you on Rain Broadcasts, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Josh Schaefer 25. Uh, I'll tweet a lot. Um, I'll, I'll tweet out links for broadcast. And then, of course, if, if you go to the Ontario Rain website, it's just uh, uh, OntarioRain.com, and they have the full schedule. And I believe if you just – I learned this today. If you just click on the schedule, um, it has all of the broadcast links and, uh, and the broadcasters and everything you need to know just under the schedule tab as well. So, um, but more importantly, uh, they've got the online Mixler links. They've got AHL TV and people can watch all the rain games. Well, that is very exciting. I'm certainly excited to listen to you on your first call and I hope the rain get a win for you in your AHL debut. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate, uh, appreciate you uh, reaching out and uh, it's been fun to catch up with you. Thanks so much to Josh for taking the time to chat with me today. That is all for today's show. Again, the Kings play tonight. They take on the Ducks. I'm sure it's going to be very messy because that's what these two teams do. Make sure you keep listening to this show all week long. Like I said, tomorrow we're going to take a look at whatever happens in tonight's game. And then Friday, we've got Francisco X Rivera on the show as he is preparing to make his Ontario Reign debut on Saturday. So we're going to get to hear from him about his journey to the broadcast booth with the Ontario Reign. So make sure you tune in on Friday here on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. I'm really excited to be able to share that conversation with all of you guys. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show is on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Give us both a follow. Say hello. Be my friend. Share weird gifts with me. I don't know. It Hockey's weird. Let's just be there together with each other. This show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. Tell your friends all about it. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Send a link to your grandma. Whatever it is that makes you happy, go ahead and do it. Come back tomorrow and, you know, every day this week for more content here on Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.